0: Oh, happy five. New yeah. year. year! Happy, year. Wow. And training happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Because today, <laughs> yes.
1: we get our sports lives back. Yep. We do today, it's, it's always the first day of training camp for me. Okay. As much as I love baseball, yeah. For me, that first day where we have, and I know it's not the regular season because then you can yeah. kind of have a Happy New Year when preseason starts, and then the real Happy New Year is when the regular season starts but this is a day that we all look forward to going all the way back to last January you know when the Brown season is over you go into a cocoon it's the middle of winter it's over today happy new year to the three of you guys and welcome (laughs) to the ultimate Cleveland sports show on this the first day of training camp in just a couple hours from now Your 2022 Cleveland Browns will take the field over at Berea. Mm. And that's when it starts to feel like, here we go. Now it's real Real now. Yes, Uh, uh, Before we get into our, uh, quickly, a couple of quick teases. Um, Leroy Horde coming on the show later. And also St. Ignatius, the legendary St. Ignatius football and track and field coach, Chuck Kyle, in his last year this year. 40 seasons as the head coach there. Sheesh. Three times a national championship winner, mm-hmm. 11 state championships. He's going to join us in the second hour of the program. So um, a really big show today. But we want to start today with something. I wanna I wanna put this out there. No Sue L. Robinson does not have a Twitter
0: account. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all fine. Like, yeah. like, it's I, I, think, I think everybody everybody Fair got fooling. that DM, I, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know DM. And I think at this point you got like when you see anything for, make sure it's not a, fa- a fake Adam Schefter or a fake Ian yeah. Rappaport. Yeah. Because somebody's looking to get you and somebody's gonna get somebody. And and usually if every every someone yeah. slips through the cracks, yes.
1: despite the fact that Twitter's tried their best to crack <laughs> down on yeah. that sort of thing. But no, Sue L. Robinson doesn't have a Twitter account. She's not on social media, not directly. But I I know that McNuggets has been scouring the internet. He loves anything sue L. robinson related <laughs> he and anthony their homework assignment was to find the funniest memes they could and i'm anxious to see what you came up
2: with what do you have yeah we got some good ones whenever we bring you what the internet's telling us though it is brought to you by pcc airfoils looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits pcc airfoils is a leading manufacturer in northeast ohio all locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Mentor, Wickliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting $18 and up, plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. Apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more.
0: PCC!
1: Airfoil. <laughs> that was good. That I like that one. I like that one. Like a goal call. Oh, you and they did. see how long they can hold it out. It's were you were you feeling a little lightheaded at the I, end of that? A little bit. I may or, pass
3: or, out. Or sound like an old school tornado uh, watch <laughs> yeah. when you was in school, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It just wailed it. <laughs> forever and then you go in. The, you go in the gymnasium. You, you got to put your hand, hand down and, down and oh, tuck you. And then you got older. He's like, we we would be all dead. It's
1: all over. we all dead. The tornado coming over. before we get these memes, what does your shirt say?
0: Uh, Can we get a close up on this? Surely not everybody was Kung Fu fighting. That was a great song back in the day. I like
3: that shirt. Are you coming up with these?
0: Uh, I made this one up. No, no, I did not. I ordered it. <laughs> That'd be dope. I'm about to say, you yeah. owned something. Yeah. Bull, bull, rocking, good. bull
1: rocking shorts
0: today. Yeah, I'm going with the shorts. And there
1: was some discussion before the show yeah. as to whether or not that's appropriate to tie yeah, for well, the Eugene.
0: I figured it was appropriate since Jeeves worn shorts a couple of times. No. You broke the barrier. <laughs> he, right? he broke the shorts. Yeah, you know, so I, I, I did. Right I am right under the bus. I didn't even ask. <laughs> right? I got to show off my best feature, yeah. my calves. <laughs> oh, that's Let's no, see those calves. Let's see. It's my best feature, right? So, so, uh, You're those not, calves. Look at you, that.
1: All right, uh, we got a little bit of definition
0: there. Yes, yeah, the you got, got kicked definition. by a
1: horse. <laughs> There's a big divot in there.
0: Yeah. Um, so well, because that's my torn Achilles. That's we, divot.
1: Want the, uh, we want the we yeah. want the viewers to weigh in as to whether or not is it okay, okay to wear shorts. I mean, these are nice
3: shorts. Not. They're not. they You know, they're not like I'm gym here. shorts. right? I mean, I had hoop shorts on yesterday. I yeah. was been right here hooping, but then. <laughs> That's how the way they get you, right? They was like, you you ever heard? This is how they do it in corporate America, right? You go in, you come in, and you know, they say button-ups and a polo. Next thing you know, you stretch it. You're like, okay. Push, I, the,
1: push the envelope. Right. I,
0: got, I got a polo. I work. mean, they it's say, a button. It's the a button. button two or <laughs> <and> three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The point of the show is we're in the man cave chatting. Like, right. I agree. Guys wear shorts in the man cave. Listen, the viewers will let us know yes, whether or not this is acceptable on it. or not. Now, so what I'm-
1: Tell us, and, we'll, and, and McNuggets will, will read some of the comments.
3: What I plan on doing in protest just to be yeah, <laughs> I was just going to come in in a suit
0: jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, just a suit jacket? No, nah, I have to I say, say, whoa. I told you, that's really going to push yeah, the other Yeah, yeah, they oh, might yeah. get
3: out of here. <laughs> if I come in a suit jacket and hard bottoms, they're going to be like, uh Garrett, uh, uh, can you? Do you have anything else? Do you you, gotta you, you got okay. to dress like like that down a little bit. Put your
4: Steve Harvey yeah. fit on. <laughs> oh, you know, with, that, with that suit jacket on with you, some Stacey Adams you know, on see, you know, Nice. You know nice. Steve Harvey suits be like
3: 10Xs though.
2: Oh yeah. Shoulder, yeah. They got yeah. the yeah. shoulder pads. It's I don't big. like wearing them big suits. I'm like your man, no Steve
0: Harvey. Let's <laughs> play the feud.
1: Okay, let's let's get to the memes. All
2: right, Steve, let's take the first tag board here. This is how every Browns Browns fan feels right now.
0: It's <laughs> from Zootopia, right?
2: Is yeah, It is. Full good call. Yeah, We're waiting in super
1: slow motion. We're not as patient, though. It's nah. Coming. I'm saying it's coming today. We're going to be slamming that hammer very soon. We want the
0: decision. As badly as we all want it, nobody has, like, people getting mad at Sue Robinson, which is yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, that's a little over the, that's over the top. That's stupid. I'm seeing all these complaints on Twitter. I get it. We're all frustrated. We all want the answer. Here's
1: my, here was my fear. Yesterday, yeah. I thought... We see what happens when the Supreme Court issues a decision that people don't like. They go to their, they go to the justices' home yeah. Yeah. and they protest. Let's not go to Sue Robinson's <laughs> no. home and protest. Okay, no. We're above that. We're having fun with it, and we're kind of making fun that this decision is taking so long. Yeah. But at some point, it's going to hit. And I don't know what this is, but at some point, we're going to be like, okay, enough of this. Yeah, We got to have it. Yeah. And I would imagine
0: it would be when the first preseason game is rolling around I, like we better know. Dang, by the we I feel like it's all I'm already there. We didn't kick. You're the, there. I'm there. there. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not mad at her, but I'm I just want the answer. We yeah, we've kicked,
3: we kicked it that far down to the fruit. Well,
0: listen, game? we were saying that
1: we were going to know by 4th of July. Yeah, but that we're going to say by the start of training camp. That's okay. But this is the thing. We're like, here.
4: This is the thing is if she stretches this out it's. Providing an unfair advantage, like the Browns won't know well, who they start quarterback. So you can't but properly that's prepare. That's, that's, that's
0: new. What you were getting into. If, what right, I'm saying
4: the NFL should want everybody to have a fair advantage at this thing. You don't want to go into this season and be like, well, if we would have known Deshaun Watson. I don't think early, though that that's pre- on
1: Sue's radar.
4: No. Like she's not, not at concerned all. <laughs>
1: with competitive advantage, competitive disadvantage. She's looking at all of the evidence and she's trying right. to do this as she did her job as a district yep. uh, judge. For 25 let me years. You, let me
3: ask you this is this is this out of the realm. What if there's nothing by the season? Like if you get to the first game then he then he should allowed to play and he's allowed to play. Do yeah. you think they could say? Well, we never said we had a timeline. Well, we it could come at any point in the season.
1: You know what would be bad about that? Because yeah. I did think about that. What would be bad about that is the Browns would be starting and preparing as if Deshaun Watson was going to play the yep. season. Yeah, and they might get him for one Week, yeah, and then if the decision comes out after he plays and lights out week one, they're yeah. one and oh, and then he gets suspended yeah, for be, six or eight or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that room, is man. really, <laughs> <putting> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems
0: crazy room. at this point, like again, but we don't know. Like a lot of people point out, well, it's been three weeks since the hearing, it's been two weeks since the briefs, like what's taking so long, but I don't know. I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a judge, I don't know how long these things take, yeah, but it seems like it's been enough time. The fact that it the possibility of it going to the middle of September seems crazy. That's another it eight It does weeks. to me. It, it, yeah. it does to me, too. You got another meme?
2: We got two more. Let's okay. take the next one, Steve. Tag board number seven here. This is from our friend McNeil Reflog. <laughs> 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 yeah,
1: Reflog comes up with some really, He's really very good. At go- follow <laughs> very funny. funny now. He's Damn. a great follow on
3: See, Twitter. See, I don't understand. <laughs> See, this is crazy. You ever look at somebody else's tweets and say, could I get away with that? Yeah. I don't know if I could put no judges, no federal judges, face on a milk box and get away with that. I don't know. Like it might be like, hey, did you just really do that? I'm cool. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could get away with that. Yeah. Well, he's he's
1: he's a comedian, really. To me. So okay, there you he's go. He's like in that Mike Polk vein and, yeah. and Sir Yacht. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. funny, and you know how sometimes comedians have a little bit of creative liberty. To yeah. Oh, they could
3: that- do. They used to have a. They used to have a. a carte blanche. They was just
1: it's a joke. It is a joke. It's so a joke. And, and, and he's
2: it's not a threat. He's just saying Right. Well, where you are you at?
1: soon? Yeah, yeah right. right. Where, where you no, at? That's <laughs> good. That's <a> good one. <laughs> New phone, who this? One more. Yeah, we this? got
2: one more. This is from Dolan's Cheap. But it's a good meme. Dolan's Cheap. Should be
3: 200 now.
2: The internet stays undefeated is the bottom line of this. Yeah,
3: uh, I mean it's been a while. Something. Think about it. We <laughs> said the same thing. A
2: hey, Friday, dump Memorial Day. Remember yeah. what we talked about no, it. Fourth, Fourth of July. July Fourth
3: of July. Yeah. But,
1: but this been going on for months. Right. <laughs> yeah. Months. Well, really, over a year. If you go back to when this story right. first started, it's and to get to this think. point,
0: so much for swift justice. It, it started what February of last year. Yeah, March yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, so we,
1: and, yeah. and, and here we are. We still approaching a year by and a by half. By the way, if any of our viewers see some memes that they think we would uh, would be good for us to share with our viewers, um, send them to us, and we'll try to. You know, if anything's really funny and makes us laugh, we'll sneak them in. We can them put
2: in. them on TV immediately before we move on. Jay, we got three YouTube comments I want to read about the shorts oh, debate. Oh, okay, go mm-hmm. ahead. What someone I called Bull the Cleveland Cav. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love it. Cleveland calf, there you go. Yeah. Cuz you know what it did seem like one of his cal- calves yeah, not was calves. way no, more defined than the other <laughs>
0: well, the is for the reason that the Achilles? Cuz my smaller one is the one I tore 10 years ago yeah. and I still haven't been able to get it back to as strong yeah. as the other one. I see. I okay, got yeah. it. I got the Cleveland calf. I kind
2: of like it though. I love it. Uh, I think it's great. Steve it's B, which maybe Steve Becker in disguise says, it's a sports show not a fashion show Wear sweats if you want. And then Raymond Moore says, it's too hot to make bullwear wear pants. You gotta let this thing breathe. <laughs> let this
0: thing breathe, baby. Let it breathe. Oh, it is
2: actually comfortable in the studio.
0: It is. I'm never hot in here. Yeah. But even it's, freezing. it's getting hot. I don't hot in here. know what you're talking about. Oh uh, right. well, shout out you guys to you guys. Are back there. It's so so cold cold. back here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I I think it's nice. It's always comfortable.
1: A lot of hot air out here, guys. Oh, yeah. We're keeping it nice and toasty (laughs) here. All right.
2: Well, it is the first day of camp, so let's get into the real topics here. Let's dive
1: into it. Um, Obviously, no news yet on Deshaun. I want to take a quick second to remind you that whenever the news comes down, we are going to flip the switch and we're going live. So here's how you're going to be notified. Go to our YouTube page, subscribe, and hit the notifications because... This could happen at 1.30 today, it could happen at 3.30 today. Whenever it happens, the second we go live, you'll get a notification and you'll know to flip us on and we'll have the very latest on the information when the decision comes out. All right, we start today with the beginning of training camp and obviously this is a huge day. Yes. Uh, I know you remember these days well. Yes, I do. Um, You went through many of the first day of camps at high school and also while playing at college. What is the first day of camp? I said, it's kind of my New Year's Day. Mm. What does the first day of camp remind you of first day of school and I got pictures. Let me let me see those oh, nice. pictures. Let me, we got you, let me see them.
4: And pictures. Show and tell. Look baby. at that. Oh, this is oh, this wow. my time in San friend. You know, we so you come out the car, right? And they got in the parking lot. They got the photographers right there and they taking pictures. When you get there, they make you sign your name and say what year this is and whatnot. And it's wow. like happy camp. Next nice. picture, of me, me and my boy Mays in the parking lot posing for our check-in. So it's always that first day of you school. Looks like you're me. taking a crap there. <laughs> yeah, it is. He got, he, well, I, you got to <laughs> be. I don't think I could do it like that.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I, I see what you mean, though. You got, you <laughs> yeah. got your fresh backpack yeah. on. Yeah. You're here to. It's time to st- go to work. Yeah, it's absolutely. Time to go to work. To, that's G. Bush, that's what that's about, you. about you? First day <laughs> of camp reminds man, you man, of man.
3: Listen, see, Tybus is a defensive back.
1: Oh my goodness. My sister's <laughs> running here playing 7 on 7 half the
3: camp. Whoa, well, totally.
4: I did I did do inside drill. Oh, box safetys sh- had to come out do there you inside go. Come drill. On, you get you some come of the Come on now.
3: Here. I give you some points. Man, for linemen. it's like I got to start touching grown men that's stronger than me like <laughs> for hours every single day. I'm like, bro, actually you start to think about it probably in middle of <laughs> July. And the first thing you should be thinking about, you know this. That running test.
1: Are you in shape?
3: That running test is coming. I yeah. yeah. was never the- I was never a fan of those. Uh, who is? I, but this
4: the thing. Like, so when I was in Seattle, they didn't do conditioning tests. Because really? they yeah, Pete Carroll's like, you're a grown man. We trust that you should come in here and be in shape. What sense does it makes to run somebody's
3: legs and then go to camp where you're gonna run their legs again and by the season you be dead? I never you I know? never understood that. Like you come in and you do so like our running test, so there was two different versions. When I got there first. We ran three 400s, right? Mm. And I don't know why anybody, defensive lineman, offensive lineman, ran three 400s. You had to run three 400s on the track, and you had between uh, the, the DBs had, now mind you, regular DBs had 60 seconds. Yeah, <laughs> wow. right. Like I'm like, Yo. right. They give them 65 the next time. Yeah, right. So you for, for the first one 60, what's the, the next ti- one 65? Yeah, what what's the, the time? So, so what, what you mean? What,
4: what, what they, what they it, coming in at 400? Oh, so in the 400. So you got You better tell me it's like 60 you, seconds. You, it's 60. That's what they have. 60. Oh, they oh like, I thought you would saying rest time. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Oh, 60 seconds is that's, uh, that's not so, bad. So then the
3: next one, the, ne- <laughs> the only rest you got is between the the groups, the, the groups, right? Okay. So that's that second one you. Like, oh, okay, I'm good, right? Second one is, but by you time you get to the third one, you really ain't got nothing, bro. You ain't got <laughs> nothing in the tank, so you just running around. And you're like, bro, they got the trash cans on the field. Yeah. And no one liked that one. But then the next one, the, the second version was we had 22 110s, right? 22? 22. And, Man, and they and, did
1: y'all. It, and, it, and they wow. changed because
3: it was. 15 it, seconds for the DB, 17 seconds for linebackers, fullbacks, quarterbacks. And then tight ends, and then lineman had 19 seconds. Sam Friend, we had 12 halves, 16 seconds for sp- skill, 18
4: for big skill, and 20 seconds for lineman. You had 12 halves, 30 seconds rest time. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. College, it was two, three hundred. And you're really
1: testing it at the, when you get into the upper reps. Yeah, yeah. The and first, yeah, the first few one is
4: nothing. But when right. you get to the tours, but thing, you're pacing yeah. yourself. Yeah, you want and you that's the, come the,
1: in a half a second. That's early. the
4: thing where people mess up. They get up there and try to blow it. I'm gonna yeah. show sure everybody. I'm a rookie mistake. mistake. Run the time. Yeah, yeah. right. If right. any any kids out there, watch, run the time? Yeah, if you got to be in at 16 seconds.
3: Come in at 15.78. Cause you know they got 12. <laughs> 13, 14. <laughs> yeah, that's how I get
0: 15. You want to be right there. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's that's right. You problem. got a lot more of those to go. So if you fail, you got to keep doing it. To Hold on. Yes. If, if you miss one, right? They yeah. they tally it they, from us.
1: So say for instance,
3: <laughs> so some people mess up and miss like one of the first five. You still got to complete the running
1: test. Yeah. But then
0: you have to Honestly, come in, be- in between practice, and make an offensive or defensive lineman a better football player. They it, just, it, it's stretching it, out.
1: It, what, it's, it's stretching out their... It's tra- maximum like your lung capacity. You're building it through doing wind sprints doing even yeah. the 400 is considered yeah. stretching it out. So when you're going in seven second bursts hmm. and you got to do it 60 times. It's nothing. It's nothing mm-hmm. and that's what they want. Right. They want to get to. So you never hit the point of exhaustion in the fourth quarter and then you think is you think
3: you in great shape right? I like swear every school, year you, you think th- and then you go if you play basketball after football. Oh you, you get the basketball, and you realize it's a whole. That's a totally different shape. That, yeah. That's that, that, totally different That quick different jumping, shape. and then you yeah. got to guard somebody on defense for unlimited time.
4: But I, tell, I tell you what, G, if you go play basketball, and they go play football. You being tip top shape. Oh yeah. You you're like, oh, I'm good.
1: Yeah, they Because you get that a little break. Too, basketball bad, too bad basketball is, is. season comes after football. Yeah, I know. You yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Good laughs>
3: track a different shape too. That. That's no, track man. is track is
0: ridiculous That's borderline. No. So, Bull, what does first day of training camp remind you of? Uh, Well, I've spent a lot of time at at Browns training camp in Berea over the last 10 years. I think it's uh, the sense of optimism, right? We talked a little bit about it yesterday, the fact that it's all unknown. And for so many years when the Browns had really no realistic chance of doing anything, it it, it gave you false hope. But I think today and everything the fans have gone through this offseason and are still going through, like kind of waiting for the Watson situation to unfold, it is a sense of normalcy especially because the last two training camps have not had fans, right? Or is it three? Less two? No, yeah. less two training camps have not had fans because of COVID, and now the fans are back, and I saw somebody tweeted a picture of all the media members going in there, and G and I are going to go to Brown's training camp when I come back from vacation. Um, and I just think of all – first of all, it's a lot of good memories for me, just kind of schmoozing with other members of the media, and that's fun, but also meeting a lot of fans and that excitement, that sense of optimism – and this year feels real, especially if Watson plays. Is all, it, it, Everybody feels that way. Every, every fan that goes to every training camp for the first day, you have that sense of excitement, that 0-0 right. zero and zero record, we got a shot.
1: Yeah. You know, we're going to get into this tomorrow, so I don't want to dive too much into it. But you talk about optimism. I think everybody here feels like this is a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't know yet about Deshaun Watson, but I think we all agree that this is a playoff roster. And there was a, a list that came out, and I'm just going to mention it today as a tease for tomorrow's show you guys aren't going to believe where they have the Browns. Laughable. Uh, <laughs> Laugh and, and, and you at home won't believe both. where they have the Browns. But we're going to talk about that tomorrow. That's just a tease down to tomorrow's show. So you talk about optimism, and I, I, I agree with you. It is like that first day of school. I said it's like a happy New Year day, mm-hmm. especially when you go back and you're renewing all the old relationships. A lot of teammates you guys haven't seen mm-hmm. during these, you know, obviously during the the, the mini camps you have. Yeah. But it's been a stretch now. Six and, weeks. and the same thing for the media. I always, whenever I was going to camps, that first day, you're seeing people, friends in the media that right. you haven't seen for months. Yep. Then day two hits, and there's sort of the and circumstance of day one. Right. But then the reality of what you're in for, which is, for the players, four, five months of a ridiculous grind <laughs> and not knowing how it's going to go. Yeah. What's day two like when you show up at camp? Day
4: two ain't bad at all. It's, because it's... You still not in pads yet. I think you go one. You I think you go two days without pads, and then the pads yeah. come on, and that's when. But that's an exciting time too. Day two is the the playbook is vanilla. It's still the basics. It's probably put in the second install. Every day is a new install. You get out there, you just run it, and it's just still playing ball. Now in San Francisco, practices went by like this. And it was it was I loved it. Why would they do different? I don't know what it's just like they didn't spend a ton of time doing stuff like it was you got a script (laughs) you get through these plays. You got team run team pass seven on seven one on ones then another team period at the end and that's it and it's obviously special teams is sprinkled. You got special teams at the first 15 minutes halfway point. You got special teams. again. Yeah G Bush day two
3: for you Uh, uh, day two is day two is is where it really starts to set in in terms of the younger dudes. So, like, if you were one of the rookies, you're not going to be getting reps like that, right? You pumped and you excited, but they, too, you you doing a lot of reading off cards. <laughs> you doing a lot of this. Hey, 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 you're going to go over here and, and don't mess this up in a word, it's Steve Becker voice. Like, so, you're you doing a lot of that. You're not really even getting reps like that. So, by the third or fourth day, everybody that's younger, that's, that's not in the too deep, they chomping at the bit, cause like Tyvan said, like mm-hmm. he when you when you in there, you feel like I've arrived. I'm in the league. I'm ready to go. Gotta show you. And yourself. then when you're not getting them reps, that's when that that angst and that mm-hmm. hunger start to come in, because you got to realize a lot of those dudes are have been playing their whole life. They were stars in college. They right. were stars in high school. They was they was. You know, ball players. So now that day two come around, people start separating themselves, right? Mm -hmm. You start seeing guys that you know, people that was laughing and joking before, they ain't laughing because they looking at you as competition Competition now. When
0: you look, when you whether it's college or pro, are are there guys you think down deep are secretly rooting for a guy to get a little hurt, not serious? but get nicked up absolutely. just enough for them to get their opportunity.
3: Absolutely. Uh,
4: absolutely, Yeah, because yeah. nobody want to be on the bench and if don't right.
0: if the only way if that guy's better than me
4: if my only chance of playing. Yeah, but that's over the course of training camp. That's was it that comes into effect. People's going to get hurt people's hamstrings yep. start getting tight. It's like, hey, you know what? Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. Take the day off. I got you today on these reps. So that's when you get yep. in there. You're yep. able to prove yourself. That's how a lot of rookies End up with the twos and the ones. They mm-hmm. like you know we gonna rest one of our starting guys. Right. Earl, when I was in Seattle, Earl ain't going today. So is you with the twos? That like that's how that's
1: you get your chance there. to yeah. make an impression. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're gonna move on from this quickly because I want to talk about how Deshaun Watson should handle camp because obviously all eyes will be on him. But before we move to that quickly, you guys have both won championships. You won them in high school, state championships. You won a national championship at college mm-hmm. at Ohio State can a championship be won in training camp in other words the work that's being done right now is it frivolous or is it absolutely the foundation to a championship season i want to say we'll tell this
3: story a little bit yeah i think you can 1996 we played any nations right and at that time we was playing them in the state semifinal. we had them 10 nothing at halftime 10 we like, oh, it's a, it's a wrap. We could never get past them. We just kept losing to them for three, four years. And we would say, why is this team on our schedule? Like, right? We're a public school. How we we keep playing them guys. I'm like, <laughs> we might not make it to the playoffs. 96, we thought we got over the hump. We could have swore we was going to the state championship game. They came back and did it, right? They came back and, and, and won the game and actually shut us down the second half. 97 comes around. It's the hardest I've ever worked. Or ran, or did anything in my life, even in college,
1: in in camp, in camp.
3: All you were doing was thinking about beating that. All well, I was thinking about how I'm gonna survive in the next day. (laughs)
1: Long term,
3: (laughs) long term. My coach Tommy (laughs) Daniels was like, "Hey, listen, I'm gonna let you know something right now. Hey, uh, y'all gonna this gonna be the hardest thing you ever ever done." And I asked him because I do a color commentator for McKinley now, and I asked him last year during the game. He said, uh, "You know." I had, a, I had a conversation, and we'll talk about this with, with Coach Kyle. He had a conversation with him, and he actually was asking him how to get over the hump, and Chuck Kyle was such a cool dude. He was like, well, you got to do this, 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 and that. Wow, no kidding. Facts. He like, yo, he even asked him, like, we were ranked number one, right? Ranked number one in USA Today, and, and Coach McDaniel said he was going to tell them USA Today, they're not ranking us that, like that because he knows what he kind of don't want that, you know, bullseye. that bullseye or the spotlight, and then he didn't even think we was mature enough to handle it. Mm-hmm. So he asked Coach Kyle, who beat the brakes off off of us for four years in a row, and he said, "Look, embrace it." He said, "You know, you just gotta embrace it, and then when you embrace it, and you and you go through the the motions, and you say look the expectation is we gonna be here every year,' and when you set the expectations and you work to those type of standards." It didn't matter if they had more people in office of defense. We worked like we we was we was better. We worked like we had to get to
1: where they was at. And, and so you credit getting over that Bob, oh, t- to what the work you did in doing so that camp.
3: work. You did running mm-hmm. them track like we would run. He used to tell my he told my dad I had a job. He said, look, if you don't kind of if he ain't at conditioning, I don't care if he played basketball baseball and he got a job. He got to come at 6 in the morning to get his work in before mm. everybody. Wow. Well, that's, oh, right. you that's not my language. Mm-hmm. I right. said, okay.
1: Yeah, no, All that's right. a championship mentality. That's my language. That's what I'm that. talking about G. What about you and, and your national championship at Ohio State? How much do you I think, credit what you did in camp to being able to have that right mentality and get over the hump? Well, I think you I credit it a lot. Actually, I, we had a coaching change. Our defensive yep. coordinator
4: yep. from uh, Wisconsin, Chris Ash came. So we was learning a whole new defense and what I learned is that that offseason we it's pretty much like the offseason that the defense is dealing with now at Ohio State just criticism. Y'all are terrible. What happened to the silver bullets all of that, right? So as the defense we was like, listen, we, we about to still we're getting we getting them bullets back flying and we came together hunker down training camp was hard as heck at Ohio State hot everything plus you with coach Meyer two a days. Oh, it was ridiculous, but it, it helped us stay together. And what, what I found out is we grew as a family, like it sounds cliche, but we actually became a family like like bro. I got your back no matter what whatever happens if you down. I got you. I'm gonna pick you up. I'm not gonna let you fail and that mentality started in training camp and that's what I think was the recipe that allowed us to make it past those hard teams in in Wisconsin and Alabama and and Oregon. We got to those games. I think the fact that we loved and cared about each other because I wanted to look my teammates in eyes and and let you know I will not let you down. I'm not going to fail you. Whatever right. it takes, if it takes me to go out there and run through the A gap full speed and hit this
1: quarterback and this running back all game, that's what I'm going to do. Bonding, Bonding, team building, all everything. Of that. And it all started in training camp. Wow, all right, good. Good to know. All right, we want to talk about Deshaun Watson because we, every eye every at camp, all the national media is here. They're here for one reason. I mean, they usually would come by the Browns camp and they would yeah. be here for a day or two mm-hmm. every year. But this year, ESPN has sent the troops, NFL Network has the troops, (laughs) NBC has a person, CBS, (laughs) all of them are here, and they're all looking at number four. They want to be here when the news News. breaks, and they're all anticipating it's going to be early. It'll be interesting to see what happens if by day seven of camp we don't have a verdict how many of them peel off and go home or go to other camps. How does Deshaun Watson handle the media crush that he is certainly going to see at this training camp
0: he first of all he should talk to the media today I think I don't know what I mean they already talked I'm assuming he hasn't they, they talked. started at 11 correct you know, is have we heard if he's going to talk he talks at
2: 1115 I believe yeah uh, I'll look it but no one's spoken yet I haven't seen any quotes or anything on Twitter. okay yeah okay. so I
0: think it's imperative that he talk I think it's also imperative when he's asked about the situation and say listen I've talked about this a bunch of times I have nothing new to say about it um And, you know, I I, I stand by it. It's being handled by the league. It'll eventually be settled. And I wouldn't go into any further detail about the situation because I think he, you know, can only say something wrong in that that vein. But I think he should talk, and he should start getting in the habit of talking about football and trying to – you know, sway the media to ask him football questions, even though, especially the national media is not going to want to ask him football. They questions just, because yeah. they got their stories that they want to write. And um, if
1: you're the Browns, do you want to put them out
2: there or sure. do you want to shield yes. them from all of that? Sure. No,
0: I, I think it's a bad idea to hide it because if you're hiding him, it looks like you're hiding something. and yeah. I, don't, I don't think you want to do that.
2: Okay. And i, and I for think the record. Nick Chubb and Miles Garrett spoke today Deshaun Watson did not speak. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, <clears throat> it doesn't surprise me, right?
0: It doesn't and, and, and I'm,
2: I, I'm with you yeah. in, in theory. I want him to talk.
0: Yeah,
1: and if I'm the PR guy, I want to get and if I'm the Browns organization, I want to get him out there for the exact reason you said. Yeah, but I can understand. I, I, I anticipated that they would not make him available at least today. Mm. I think he will sometime this week. He'll just going to speak, but uh, it doesn't shock me that the Browns didn't roll him out there today. I think
3: I think you could do a good job of like you said, sometimes people can use the media to get their point across, right? All you have to do is come out there and say you don't got the Marsha to Marshawn Lynch the thing right you can just come out and say look hey I, like you said I've already talked about this before you know we've spoken about this many times as you know there's a continuing uh, you know case going on that I will have to you know attend next year and I'm leaving up that, that to my lawyers and my team to handle that it, it, when you guys will probably know when when I know so yeah. basically and then you say hey but I am here and willing to take any questions about football. Yeah, that's Ooh, I, I think yeah. that's, that's exactly what So he should,
1: I, he should start with a declarative, yes. make a statement, it, exactly what you just said. I want to talk about this. I want to clear my name. I've, I've been advised by my legal team to let the process play out. When it does, I'll have plenty to say. Mm-hmm. But for now, I'm... Only here to talk about football. No disrespect to you. I know you guys have a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. I will answer any question that is football related. If it's not, I'm just going to look to the next guy. Yeah. And you don't have to be Warren Sapp and say, next question. Yeah. You don't have to be Marshawn Lynch and say, I'm just here so I don't get fined. There's, and I do think to your point, your original point, my God, absolutely. The media is there. Use it. Use them as Mm -hmm. your tool to get your message out. In this case, that message, I believe, should be football-based. Yeah, and I think
0: the local reporters want to talk football now because they've They've all... They've been immersed in this for months. The national reporters are going to be pushing more towards the, the, the... the story, yeah, the off-the-field story. But I think the lo- local reporters and I know all of us are ready to talk football.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah, I am. I mean,
4: this is that. Yeah, this. That's you don't need to eliminate all those distractions. and just uh, You've, you've got
2: to read because Leroy's on the horn, right? We got Leroy ready. And whenever someone joins us on UCSs, they're brought to us by the Gridiron Guys Hotline. Looking for a local the roofer you can trust? Right? Family-owned since 2003. The Gridiron Guys have grown to become Northeast Ohio's top-rated roofers. They exemplify quality work practices, and they're a valued resource for homeowners, and they offer a 10-year workmanship warranty. Call 330-573-7967 today for a free estimate or roof inspection.
0: Grid, 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 grid iron, guys. It <laughs> <laughs> never gets old. Yeah, I have to say it. It never
1: made, gets old. I love the intensity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Leroy Horde, welcome to the program. Um, happy New Year. What does the first day of training camp mean to you?
5: <laughs> there it is. No more fun time. (laughs) Uh, You, you, like, it's funny because I can point to any day from the time I was one years old to the time I was 33 of what I was doing, uh, starting in the middle to the end of July, all the way up until January. In some instances you got a six month schedule of what you were gonna be doing for the next six months. So for you know the last three or four months you've been getting up, deciding when you're gonna work out, what you're gonna do, what where you're gonna eat, how you're gonna do things in the off season, and then that all comes to an abrupt end <laughs> and you're on a schedule for the next six months. Yeah. How did it change from your rookie year
1: to your last year training camp?
5: Um, my rookie year, it was a lot of unknowns. I didn't know, for example, how they were going to, how are the veterans going to approach practice? I don't want to go at them too hard. Then they get annoyed because they're getting ready for the season. I didn't want to run too soft because then I didn't want to think that that they could just push me around. So you had to kind of play that game. As your career goes on and you start getting some skin in the game, then you start getting that respect on your name, and then people start, stop messing with you. So um, my last year in the season, it was like, all right, these are the things I need to get done to get ready for the season. Um, I need to work on this. I need to do these things. I need to work on my footwork. I need to work on um, you know, catching some passes from the quarterback, running these routes getting refocused on different situations, defenses and stuff like that. And then you go through the the comp- competitive portion of sports and that you've been playing football up until this point all year, whether it's mini camp, whether it's off season conditioning, but you haven't been competing at this level. Mm-hmm. Once you get in the camp, the competition picks up. Yeah. And when you start practicing against other teams, then it really picks up. You get a little taste of it in the preseason
0: and then you get yourself ready for the first regular season game. Leroy, I got uh, so, Well, this is really for all you guys that that played um, I heard a, another reporter yesterday say this and I like this comment, but I, I wonder if players fi- feel that this is true. There are some players that want to win and there are some players that need to win. In other words, there's some guys that mm-hmm. yeah, everybody wants to win. But there's some guys that that's all they care about. And there's other guys that nope. maybe make business decisions at times. Do you buy that or you think that, everybody wants it equally? No, no I don't buy that. Okay.
5: You don't get to this level by not being a competitor, yeah, right? Like you didn't just, you didn't get to this level of football by just saying I'm going to do what I can to get by. Like that—that—that that, that is, couldn't be farther from the truth because you've had to show at some point in your career that you were ultra competitive, that you were willing to claw, fight and scratch and do whatever you can to be successful. Now, what happens is, is, and I call it the old Philadelphia 76ers mantra is the process, Mm. right? These organizations and these teams that go into a rebuild or whatever, talking about the process of rebuilding it and getting back to where we were. Meanwhile, those guys that you dragging along have gotten comfortable with the status quo.
0: Oh, yeah. Right. Seen
5: that here. When yeah. you look at an organization like New England, I don't care who's on the field. Yeah, You're out there to win. <laughs> and so you kind of have to get rid of those losing that losing attitude, right? And, and so I don't think it's because players become, you know, um, careless or they don't want to win. I just think that it's become so acceptable around your organization that these guys just basically just gave up and say, that's not the end-all be-all, right? You know, you have some guys who they, they say, this guy's more concerned with money than he is about winning. And I would say, Yeah, it's a job. It's a job. I would like to go somewhere where I can make a difference, but I'm only one guy. You know, it's still a team. It's still an organization. The attitude has to be such throughout the whole organization that this is what is expected and losing is not an option. And and so, you you know, listen, we all know the organizations that are like that. Because guess what? There ain't no way in hell that a team like Kansas City is gonna go nine and eight. They're not. They're, they're, Green Bay is not going nine and eight. Right? That's just you, you know the organizations that gonna have 10 to 12 wins every year, gonna compete, gonna be in the picture at the end of the year. How did they build that? They built that on, okay, here's where we are. Here's what's expected. You come to this team, this organization. This is what's going to be required of you. How we work, how we play, how we get ready for games and all this. And it's kind of built. And once you get to that point, you know, then you start winning on a consistent basis. Because guess what? How long we've been talking about the Cowboys having enough talent to win? Hmm.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Hmm.
5: Why ain't they win It It always seems like there's something that's not quite there.
0: But that right? changes over time, Leroy. I mean, the Giants were a great organization for a long time, and now they suck. They've been terrible for a while now. So it does change. It's because probably... guess what? Yeah. Those guys
5: that are on that team and that organization, no matter how much they say we want to win, they've accepted it. They've accepted like. Back in the day, you you lose two or three games. There used to be somebody in the locker room that lost his mind mm-hmm. over losing like that. Lost a mind because it's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. And and you you have to build it a number of ways. First of all, you got to be able to look around and look at the guy next to you and think, this guy is good enough to for for us to win. This guy is good enough for us. To, to be able to compete on a daily basis, okay? You can't ask a quarterback and and, and talk about, it. like, for example, down here with Tua. You can't complain about this guy not winning games and then have the worst offensive line on the, in the league.
0: You can't do it. I disagree. So, r- really? Yeah, what? Look at you, Joe Burrow's offense. Na- name a, name a <laughs> huh? The Bengals went to the Super Bowl with the worst offensive line in the NFL because they had the quarterback. The Bengals had the worst offensive line in the NFL. Last year. He
5: also threw five they also had three of the best wide receivers in the league.
1: And
0: quarterback. They also
5: had, the best had a guy. Court. Wait, here. Yeah. They also they also had a had a quarterback that could throw a five yard pass and a guy taking eighty yards.
2: <laughs> okay? Yeah, who so, needs
5: a so, line? So 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 why wow, that offensive line may have not, may have not been the best you have surrounded that bad offensive line with so many weapons that he didn't have to throw it deep. He didn't have to, he could throw those little short passes that everybody complained about. And then the wide receiver turned into a 50, 60 yard game. Hey, hey Leroy, so you're
1: talking about culture. And I know that culture by definition means that everybody's involved in it, but who's most responsible for setting that culture? Is it the head coach? Is it the front office? Is it the quarterback, the players in general? Because I've often thought that if you were to take Bill Belichick and put him in Mm -hmm. Dallas with the talent Mm -hmm. that's there, if he could reshape the culture, to me, it feels like it has to come from the head coach. But what do I know? In in your view, what piece of all of
5: those Is the most important um I would say it yes you're right to a certain extent but I would say a good culture in the locker room can make a bad coach look good but if you have bad culture in the locker room a good coach can't make it better so it comes from your leadership When you think of all these teams that have good culture, you can point to a couple of players. Is that not right? Usually. You can think of a couple of guys that, when I tell you, you know, I use this for example. When I say Baltimore Ravens won a Super Bowl, who do you mention? Ray Lewis. Right? Sure. When I say the New England Patriots won six Super Bowls, you think Tom Brady and what that and what he demanded of the guys that he went on the field with. Yeah, but that's I also the, think so, Bill Belichick too.
1: I, I think, I think it, yeah, that situation was split. But with the Ravens, a lot of people can't even tell you who was the coach when Ray Lewis was the MVP of the Super Bowl.
5: Oh, I can, because he. Well, was my you coach.
1: can, but you're not. I mean, yeah, yeah, but right. you know, a lot got, of fans in our Ravens right, fans would be yeah, like, "Wait so, a minute, yeah,
5: who was that? Was that Brian Bill? Who was the co- but, you know?" Right, but that's that's why I say it starts more in the locker room. Okay, you you see what I mean? Yeah, like it it a, a coach can only tell you what to do. You have to be able to implement it, and and you have to understand this. There's a handful of players on that team that they going to be there whether the coach is or not. And so it's almost more important for those guys to make sure you have the right culture and the right mindset in a locker room. So when I was in Minnesota, right, We can think about Chris Carter, uh, John Randall, Randall McDaniel, right? You had a core guys, Robert Smith, that had been with Denny for so long, they knew what Denny wanted, and they set that tone in the locker room and how we were going to do things on the field. Right. Now, now, Denny may have barked the orders, but you best believe if you weren't handling your business, the players were going to come to you. And say this is how we do things. Hmm. When you think about when I was in Cleveland, you think about Michael Dean Perry, Kevin Mack, you think about um um some of the guys that played on defense. He brought in he brought in, I tell you, i give you a perfect example. Bill Belichick brought in um uh Pepper Johnson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He brought in guys like Joe Morris. What do you brought them there for? they know what he wants they know how he wants they know the culture and how he does things so they come and they kind of set that tone and so you definitely need players because at the end of the day when you get in between those lines right the only person that you can lean on is going to be the guy next to you and if y'all don't have a direction or guidance or, or an idea of how you're going to do business in between those lines, it don't matter what the coach is teaching you. you know, and every team has it. Every team has When you talk about these current Browns, there's a handful of players you're going to think of that, okay, this guy is setting the tone. That's one of the things Jarvis Landry did. Jarvis Landry set the tone how how football is going to be played on the offensive side of the ball. Who are those guys now, in your mind? Hmm. I would say, like for for me, and and it's not because he's vocal, but how he plays the game. Nick Chubb. You see Nick Chubb play football, you're like, oh man, this is a tone setter. This is how we gonna do things. This is how we gonna be physical. You think when the defense see Nick Chubb run the ball like that, and then they go on the field? They know how they got to handle business. And and that's just the way it is. It's it's like that with every sport.
3: Leroy, let me ask you a question. You talk about the, the culture. I always say that there is about 10 owners at one given time that may be trying to win at all costs. And what I mean Mm -hmm. by all costs, I mean Al Davis, all costs. I don't care about none of that. Let's get it done. I gotta look at Mm -hmm. Jimmy Haslam, and he get a lot of flack for a lot of stuff. My problem with the old Browns was the players that was on the fringes that was talented. We ain't touching them. The players that uh, I don't know if they gonna rock the boat a little bit. We not touching them. But Jimmy Haslam has done something to bring in guys. Kareem Hunt, you said that Kareem Hunt. They went out and made the play play for Jarvis Landry. Heck, I even give him credit for going after Odell Beckham, Jr. Right? Because they don't they ain't never right. went after nobody there with that status. And then finally to get Deshaun Watson to me, this showed me that the Cleveland Browns were actually honestly all in on trying to win trying to and win not talking the rhetoric not to Jim. They said be be damned with all the other stuff Steelers. We got to get better do you do you think that a owner has to be all
5: in that way for you to win a championship here's here's what an owner has to do a owner has to show that he's willing to do whatever he can and whatever is necessary to put you in the best position to win okay and and so the the reason why i i, I say that is we all want to have the everybody on our team to be you know stand-up men and whatever but let's be honest that's not life that's not you know how things go um all you want is an owner who's willing to invest all of his resources into winning and the decisions that they make reflect that they may not always work okay but as long as a fan base you see that guy made that move. He's about winning. I can support that. It doesn't mean it's going to work. But you feel good that your owner is willing to do what it takes or what he feels is right to win. And that's what you've seen in the last, what, four or five years. Now it didn't always work. You know, It and, and, and that is the thing that people tend to look at owners and not give them credit for see you give them credit for making the move but when it doesn't work then you discredit them and I'm not going to do that I've seen what uh, the owner has done who he's brought in the, the 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 risk that he's been willing to take as far as coaching staff uh, what he's done to accommodate the players what he's done to pay the players to bring players in and 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 now you just hope that you know now that you have that commitment from the owner now you hope it just all melds together and works but you can't be promised that see that's not a guarantee like we we live in this world like i don't know with kids kids feel like oh if i work hard it's supposed to work no don't. <laughs> you know, just because you do everything you can don't mean you get what you are supposed to get
4: Mm, talk about it, Amen, brother, Leroy. I got a question.
5: So you, you, you being
4: one of those physical running backs, you know, the first day of pads, you know how it go. Was you the guy that mm-hmm. initiated that contact that made everything physical, or was you, or did the defense do it, and you just like, all right, now it's time to turn up. Yeah. Every time I put
5: my 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 my, my uniform on for practice and pads, I put my mouthpiece in my sock. Right. <laughs> okay. All and- right. It, and so and so here's what I would look at. I was a no mouthpiece
4: guy. I went out there with no mouthpiece.
5: Be, being being a veteran, you had to avoid the landmines, <laughs> and the landmines are young fellas out there trying to make their name by coming blow you up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I would get a feel for what's going on. Write a number on my hand. I say, oh, he he, uh, right. And and I promise you, it, I knew who they were. You know they were coming out being. You know I told you about them Tuesday, them them Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. uh, Pro Bowlers. Well, in works, because you got eighty plus guys and twenty of them trying to get a job. Yeah. Oh yeah. I put my mouthpiece in, and I I, I make the announcement. <laughs> if we play football, just let me know. Okay. <laughs> Don't sneak up on me. Don't try to sneak hit me. No sneak. We got misses. all these people out here watching practice.
4: Okay. But it was the, and, it was the linebackers, right? Because you know the DBs ain't on that. You know. I
5: no, wasn't... no, no. It's the look. If if the safeties, <laughs> I, they I, thought I, that oh I'm gonna light him up, <laughs> but I was ready. <laughs> I was ready. <laughs> You ain't going to get me. You know, I'd have been through this a couple of times. So of that, they would come and get some. They'd get lit up a little over. bit. And then it would, that's right, then it would quiet down. They'd be like, damn, I didn't realize you was that thick. say, hey, man. Like, what, what are we doing? Like, what, what are we do? Like, you ain't going to make the team light me up? That's a fact. Right. They thought but
3: they had that angle. <laughs> they had you lined up in their yeah. peripheral. Catch you They, didn't, it. they
5: didn't size you that. up. He's like, no, I size see you me over up. No. I seen <laughs> dude, I remember I was in practice one time and I'm running like a sweep or something and I turn it up a little bit and I'm like, you know, getting to the sideline. I'm about to just go head on and trot it on down. And I see somebody and I could see in his eyes, he coming with some vibes. <laughs> Right. So I had so I had to drop a little you know, a little chicken wing on him and he went all up against the fence and the fans woo and one of the other DBs came over there and say, Not him. Not, him. not we we, Just just like the second day of camp, we got three, four more weeks, not him. We don't need that.
0: Hey, Roy, so like huh. I was saying speaking oh. of guys that you know, probably nobody wants to challenge in camp. Miles Garrett certainly is one of those guys. And on the f- at, right, and on the first day of camp today, he spoke, and he had some interesting comments. Um, here's one of the comments here. I asked Miles from Omar Ruiz of NFL Network. I asked Miles Garrett if he enjoys the pressure the Browns defense will put on itself, giving the uncertainty at quarterback. He said, yeah, quote, it's all going to be on us. Pressure makes diamonds. One, what do you think of that quote? And two, like, yeah, I mean, a lot of guys would kind of say, no, it's not on us. You know, we trust. Us. He's admitting right there, like, hey, Jacoby percent ain't Deshaun hey, Watson. That's what I'm we, saying. We got to do wait, it. Wait, wait.
5: We've yeah. been talking
0: about this for three weeks. Yep. And I've told you,
5: they're going to yep. have to run the football and play defense. It ain't yep. no secret. It's not a secret what, what the Browns going to have to do to win. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know they that, but some teams. guys won't admit that. Some no, guys have wouldn't to...
4: admit that. No, that's a lie. If you're a, de- you a defensive player, you're going to automatically say that All right. right.
3: Miles Garrett watched the show. We've been telling it's, him. It's, for, it's, a, it's months. a fact. That's
5: fair. That's fair. He wants to smoke. You, like, Why wouldn't it, he? it, it, look, Here, here's the deal Yeah, football teams are built in a number of ways, right? You, everybody wants to win a certain way. Everybody wants to win scoring 35, 40 points. Well, football's not like that. Some days you, some games you're going to win 10 to seven and there's going to be a drag out, uh, just physical football game. Some days you're going to have to come back. Some days you're going to shut a team down. Okay. I appreciate the fact that the star on defense. Love It's going to be the guy. That says, yeah, I'll own it. This is what's going to be required of us. That, that, but it's not a secret. Like, he didn't say anything, you know, wrong. He basically just said, yeah. I have identified the, the issue like you guys have, and I'm going to go ahead on and own it. Kudos to Love him. Yeah. Right? But it yeah, ain't agree. nothing that we don't know. That's true. <laughs> like, if 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 the defense give up 25, 30 points, no, what, it, you, it, what you it, going gonna gonna to be all,
0: saying on Monday? You ain't going to
5: be talking about Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you're
0: going to be you're talking right. about
5: the defense.
0: Yep. You're, you're right. Well, here's another one. We got another Miles Garrett co- quote here.
2: The one that they both squatted 600 pounds? Well, yeah. no, no, no. But there's another thing he said
0: uh, where he I talked... don't have it then, no. No, that's all right. Well, he said something else about uh, that the, the Sean Watson's not a distraction at all. He barely thought about it in the offseason, whether, you know, what's going on with the suspension. Do you buy that? Is that, do you buy that? Do you, do you think the players don't worry about that at all? Yeah, because guess what? It ain't
5: going to change what Miles Garrett job is on the football field.
0: Right. Man, we've been okay. saying that. I'm, I'm so
5: yep. <laughs> well, you, you think, you think Miles Garrett job is going to change Depending on who the quarterback is, he ain't catching no damn passes. I said the same. Right, his job and their job is going to be on defense. Stop the the other team. You got you got to deal with so many guys just in your division. Mm -hmm. Okay, you think Miles Garrett worrying about who playing quarterback when he got to face Joe Burrow? No. He worried about stopping that man on offense. So, although I do believe, look, and, and I don't want to sound like um, you know, that I don't want to make it sound like they don't need Deshaun Watson to win. Okay? But you can only do, and you can only deal with what's being put in front of you. Okay? So the fact that Miles Garrett in this past season has been thinking or has been getting himself in the mindset of, I don't know how long Deshaun Watson's going to be out. That means we got a ball. That's what you want to hear. Because that's the reality of the situation. You know when they say a guy gets hurt, everybody else got to pick it up. That's right. And they've experienced it before. Mm. They've experienced it with Baker getting hurt and playing banged up.
4: I think they, they were still they able prepared. to
5: compete. Yeah, they were able to compete in a lot of games without having um, a healthy Baker Mayfield. So Leeward, Leeward, yeah, to your they, point. Look,
4: I think that's why they more prepared this season. That's why the D Watt thing as a defensive player, speaking as a former defensive player. You can't be worried about the offense. You need to be worried about my assignment. All this, all D. white right. thing do is try to create an excuse. It's like a built-in excuse. So if the season don't go well, for right. us, we can all oh, we didn't have Dy. but as a defensive player, you are thinking to yourself if
5: I hold every team to zero points, it don't matter who the quarterback is. All, all we but, need is. Three and I tell out. you what <laughs> and I tell you what, one of the biggest jobs of Stefanski is going to be to make sure he pushes that agenda. No excuses, that right? Yeah. Just because we don't have the Sean Watson is not an excuse not to win. Yeah, can we can
3: we explain? Maybe you can help me out with this. There's a lot of cliches that go on in the media and I think people just say it and they just keep saying it and then it becomes like a thing. You've been in the locker room. I try to explain to people like when they say distraction, you just saw it. Like hey, has has uh, has Deshaun Watson been a distraction? You asked Miles Garrett that I tried to explain like the NFL is so competitive it is so strenuous that you are just trying to figure out minute to minute how you going to move. You got guys. You, you think Deshaun Watson is a distraction to some dude that got to go home and look at his wife and kids in the face and be like I got cut again or I'm trying to get back in the practice squad mm, like don't go there. like you, you see what I'm saying. You, go, these is ooh, grown. Yeah. men trying to No, a, I got you so so uh, t- to you. What would a distraction be in a locker room where it would prohibit you Leroy from doing your job?
5: No. Because your job is your job. Mm-hmm. Like if, if 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 Miles Garrett's job is to rush the quarterback, what the hell I got to do with who playing quarterback? You getting credit for doing your job. You getting paid for doing your job now. The People are gonna make it seem like it's a distraction because everybody gonna keep asking them about it. But I would say, and and here's where that first team meeting goes. That first team meeting, the coach goes in and says, Hey guys, there's really nothing you need to say about Deshaun Watson, because we don't know either. So keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> That's like true. what what yeah. comments or right. what are you gonna actually say to anybody to make the situation any different? So shut up. Yeah, you don't need right. to comment on it, yep. and 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 again, he's also got to push the agenda of just because Deshaun Watson is not playing, it don't mean you got to pass not to do your damn job.
0: That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. great point. Great point. And that's okay, a cult, that's if a your job is to block, no if yeah.
5: your job is to block the left guard, do you should you care who's playing quarterback? No, block the left guard. Right. The left <laughs> tackle. Mm. So so. Once we get through that, and and that is probably the most important message that a coach can give early in camp, okay, To, to set the tone as far as what is expected and where the leaders of the team come in, what is expected, what we're expected to do, how we're expected to do things. Because, again, this team is set up to be able to play a style of football that you don't need a Hall of quarterback, right? Run the ball. Keep your defense fresh. Right now, let's be clear. When that top five quarterback gets there, you should be that much better because you have learned how to play football without him. Yeah, Mm -hmm. right. And and so from that standpoint, um, there's too many moving parts of the ball field to to make it all about one player, even though that player is very important and is an upgrade from what you had, okay? But at the same time, it doesn't give everybody an excuse not to go out and prepare and work hard to do your job, you know? So guess what? Here's what's going to happen. They're gonna play the first game of the season. You're gonna get a nice, a nice, uh, a nice little recipe of Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. You're gonna get a little uh, play action with Jacoby Brissett. They don't do what they do, and you buy and win football games that way because you've been doing it for the last two
2: weeks. It, it, like
5: it's no secret how the the Browns have been winning football games. Now Deshaun Watson comes back, you open it up a little bit, you're already you're gonna have time, the offensive line is gonna give a quarterback time, and now you have a new dynamic that you've added onto your team, whenever that may come. Shock and all. Hey, listen, Leroy, we've got to run. Uh, thank you very much. It's all great
1: stuff, especially uh, the culture stuff and everything else. It really gives a, a good inside perspective for what's going on there. We will see you next week. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you soon. Thanks, thanks, my man. Yes, Go sir. All right. yes sir. Leroy Horne, always good stuff. Um, we're going to take a break because Coach Kyle is in the building. We're going to come back and talk to him about his last season at St. Ignatius. There he is, the legendary Chuck Kyle is in our studio. <laughs> but before I do, I just want to drop this quick nugget because I just saw this, and this is big. We know that the Big Ten is adding UC- USC and UCLA. Mm-hmm. CBS Sports is reporting that the conference is also considering adding, get ready, Cal, Miami. Oregon, Stanford, and Washington. <laughs>
4: oh, and Miami you. and Florida I, State, I Yeah.
1: You. So <laughs> where this you. stops, anybody's guess. We'll talk about that later in the show. But coming up next, as soon as this break is over, we're gonna have the legendary coach Chuck Kyle in studio to talk about his incredible career and how he's looking
2: forward to his final season at St. Ignatius. Stay with us, we'll come right back.